Can listening to the following podcast really save you 15% on your car insurance? Of course not. What are you, an idiot? But stay tuned anyway, because this is the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Hello there. This is Duncan Fisher speaking to you from Outreach Studios. I know the best of the best when it comes to mech warriors on Solaris. And do you know who they talk about when it comes to digging your ass out of the fire when the shit hits the fan? Armed. The Australasian Royal Mechanized Division. These guys have been slugging it out since Gallipoli 1915. Only now they do it with a mech and a heavy gauss rifle. So if you need to call in reinforcements to get the job done, or simply hire someone for some good old-fashioned payback, Call on the professional team at ARM. They'll set the odds in your favor. For contracts and recruiting, turn your terminals to www.armed.net.au. That's spelt armd.net.au. And remember, if you need to get even, get armed. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast number 41. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It's August 15th, 2012, and tonight's show is going to be dedicated to our lovely mama bear, Darren. So my shout-out is going to go to Darren and all of his hairiness, fuzziness, and all the other animals out there. Yeah. And Brandon can't be with us as well tonight. So, Greg, who do you have? I'm going to give a shout-out to a Mr. Scott Callahan, an EVE player, who left two very humorous reviews on Amazon.com for EVE Online, and we had George over here do a, a special voice for Mr. Callahan the last Declarations of War podcast. It was hilarious. <laughs> if you're a fan of George, you should go listen to that podcast when it comes out. It's episode 32, I believe. Nice. I'm going to have to give that a listen. And Alex, welcome back, bud. Thank you. Do you have any anything for your shout-out? Yes, I'd like to give a shout-out to the Scorpion. The Scorpion? Yep. Okay. You're a boot lover, I, I presume. Of course. And George, what do you have tonight? Yes, hi. I want to give a shout-out to uh, a YouTube poster who posted it. His name is Don Draper Says What? And he did an amazing bit of video editing, in my opinion. He took the song... I like big butts, the, you know, the one by uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Uh, and he did it using movie clips, exclusively movie clips, and it's amazing. And he puts the lyrics on there so you can see it, so you've got to check it out. It is too great. 
And I'd go. like to thank all of our live studio audience for showing up. Pretty good showing tonight. Of course, to all of our new listeners out there, whether you're listening through iTunes, the direct download, or from the website itself, thank you for coming out. And now for the news. No Guts, No Galaxy News, founded in 2011, reporting in 3049. And now for the news. Looking for more members for your MechWare unit? Or do you just want to flaunt your greatness? For your own unit sponsorship or at recruiting ad, go to the donations page on our website at nogutsnogalaxy.net. Make a unit sponsorship donation of $10, and your ad will be included in the following show. And if you have any questions, if you guys uh, do do one of those and you need to change something or you need to contact someone, make sure you contact Darren right away so he can make any changes, especially if you guys are doing a Duncan Fisher um, or George the Do recording, depending so that way they can turn around. Are you part of a unit participating in upcoming MechWarrior Online, MechWarrior Living Legends, or MechWarrior 4, MegaMech, or any other Battletech-related group? Reserve your slot on the No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach TS3 server today. Server information is located on our website. Once you log in, you can contact me, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang, or Alex G, Bombadil, anyone with an S. And uh, that being said... If you log on and there's a unit leader, they can probably give you some direction. Um, you know, all you have to do is just bug them. So, we've actually had quite a lot of uh, units logging in and getting set up. So, again, whether or not you're going to use it for your home, for the entirety of your online gaming, or just a place where you can hang out with other Battletech nerds, it's a good place. It's a darn shame we weren't doing the drinking episode because you said unit like a dozen times. I know, right? Oh, but it's too late now. Anyway, on with the show. I totally forgot about that. I, I fell. I fell alive. But, I mean, it wouldn't be a drinking show without Darren. I mean... True. True enough. We need, we need to all be here. We need Mama Bear. We do. And this week, for the top five, we've got a few changes. We've got Portugal the number five position so move from fourth we have canada dropping to fourth brandon uh-huh yeah well i, I have a feeling that's because brandon's been working a lot because you know anybody else number. and of course we have finland in third germany holding number two moving up and australia still holding the number one position what I time love... is it in australia i i don't know but I love Australians. I think I'd enjoy myself down there. And we do... I actually see them on when I get on in the mornings. The um, the R A R M D, the Mechanized Division Australian. That's what they go by. Australian Royal Mechanized Division. They're on a number in the mornings. So I guess that's where the number's coming from, plus all the others. Spread the word. Well, can I just jump in here, Phil, quickly? I just want to make a public apology right now. To all our Australian listeners who have ever played MechWarrior 4 Mercenaries, because I did the absolutely horrible accent and voice of uh, Buzz, one of your teammates in the game. Uh, it was the worst accent I've ever done, and I just apologize. Thank you. We are all deeply saddened at the events that happened, but we must move on. We forgive you, George. Thanks, man. You're the best. No problem. I'm here for you. Some of us don't, some of us don't forgive you. <laughs> Screw you. You're Scottish. Who cares? 
All right, our community spotlight for this week is actually some pretty cool shit. Someone from IGP, <clears throat> Jessica, did some fingernail art. If I can have one of our guys link that for you. If you have not seen this, this is pretty cool shit. First off, if you have a girlfriend or if you have a boyfriend, you should get him to do this. Take pictures. I think it'd be hilarious. Or if you just like to paint your nails, Alex, um, you know, that's cool too. But if you have other community spotlights you'd like to send us, you can send it to us at spotlight at nogutsnogalaxy.net, and we will talk about them. Unless it's just, like, horrible, then we, we can't talk about that. That's just not cool. What is your favorite of the nail arts, Bill? What is my favorite? Oh, man. Um, I would have to say the... I like the hunchback in it. <laughs> The hunch is pretty cool. I really like what she did with the Jenner. Phil likes the hunchback mostly because it's the middle finger, I think. Well, or no, know. it's not. It's the Atlas is the middle finger. Sorry, I was looking at it upside down. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I think it's really cool. Very, very artistic. I would have never pictured someone actually doing that, and I, I, I thought that was hilarious. It is pretty cool. I'll give you that. I, I haven't seen anything like that before. Get some of those like pre-made like stickers that go on nails. You can put them in stocking stuffers for your wife at you know Christmas. Boom! There you go, marketing. All right, guys. Moving on to Mike. Frantic Pride down in Miami, Florida, is still hosting um, the BattleTech uh, board games and stuff. Uh, it's very very cool. Um, there's pictures galore when he did this, and. If you guys host events like this, let us know so we can let others know in your area. And, I mean, that I would love to be able to do that here in the Raleigh area, so maybe that's something I need to organize. But you also have Gustavo Barona at 6 p.m. at the Adventure Game Store in Davie, Florida. That's South Florida, um, Broward County area. And uh, check him out, you know. And if you are still a little bit, you know, don't really know where those are, places are and you live in the florida area give us a give us a message and we'll get you the address and all that so are you playing a tabletop game in your area and looking for more players or do you want to if so we'd love to announce it for free on our show just email us at local games at nogutsnogalaxy.net with your info and don't forget please send us your pics or it just didn't happen it's a true story I think more people should get together and do tabletop gaming. It's uh, it's a much more real, sociable way to gather than just over the internet. That's just my two cents. Thank you. I, I agree. I, I mean, Greg, you, why do you live up north? You should live down here. I'd like to sit around and blow some Atlas scum. You know? oh, I think it's <laughs> the first there. time that Virginia would be described as up north by any standard. If you lived well, in Australia, it's up north. Oh, I'm just saying, it's north of where I'm at. Yeah, I love tabletop gaming, though. I've, I was in tabletop gaming long before I was into online gaming. Doing 40k, Battletech. Like, that's my bread and butter. I love it. But, you know, it's hard when you're, you move away from the group that you've sort of gotten settled with. It's sort of hard to break into a new one. So I encourage you guys to do a little networking through this community. Find new people. It's a really great experience to go tabletop gaming. Like a whole day of fun. Actual people. You know, you don't have to worry about any kind of network connection, none of that shit. And you can really get a feel for the battle. It's fun. Well, 
to go off on a tangent, I know um, I'm starting actually uh, my associates in game design, and they mentioned that we'll have to develop a tabletop and stuff. But there's a whole lot of nerds there, and I think I'm going to try to get some of these guys into Battletech and be able to, like, you know, when we have our club meetings and stuff, you know, I'm just going to bring the game and say, hey, we're playing, you know. So I'm forcing it upon them, but it's for their greater good. At least that's my excuse. Anyways. I I, I just throw in my two cents here because Darren told me I had to keep talking because otherwise you'd talk all the time. But basically... um, I know I have some friends who actually own game stores in this area up here in New England. And really, if, if you've never been to a game store, you should check them out. I mean, it may go without saying for some people, but some people might not. But check them out because they almost always have tabletop games going on. And it's very likely and it's possible that they might have a Battletech game going. So if you're into it, check it out. You know, get out there. Get off your butt. That's Make it also. a requirement to bring a six pack or something. I think that's that's. Good yeah, well, most game stores won't let you do that <laughs> unless it's a nighttime thing. But well, you know, you, you you find out what the local rules are and go with go from there. You just bring a, a camelback full of you know your latest and greatest. They'll never know. Anyways, yeah. Speaking of Alice back, are you and your friends playing the Daisy mod for Arma Two, which by the way is guns? going standalone and is being developed by Dean Hall and Bohemia Interactive. But if so, and you'd like to play, NGNG's actually got a server up. It's US594. We actually have a pretty big following on that damn game. I'm enjoying it, but I can't wait to see the, uh, the full standalone. And of course, funding for this broadcast is brought to you by you. I mean, this is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pays for such things as hosting, TeamSpeak 3, equipment like this wonderful mic that I'm using, software, prizes, and other projects. Check out the new donations page, which includes reoccurring donations, which, by the way, reoccurring, which means you do it once and you don't have to do it again. It automatically does it for you. We even did that. So easy. Even a Darren can do it. And, of course, unit sponsorships Mr. George Ledoux recordings, messages and ads, and now finally the NGNG Warhammer t-shirts. We've only got I think a handful left to sell. We're going to be maxing out at around 50, so if you haven't ordered yours, do so now. And that being said, why is it $40? You're not paying $40 for the t-shirt. You're paying $40 to get Anthony Shimmering Sword commissioned to create the other unseens and then hopefully we'll go from there so just to give you guys an update the warhammer t-shirts are in the mail today so when i get mine i will be taking pictures of the t-shirt and wearing it not nude and posting those up so you guys will know we've got the marauder artwork pretty much uh it's ready to go so whenever we get done with the warhammer t-shirts the archer you guys have already seen is done and then once we get the funds rolling, we'll be moving on to the Rifleman, which I'm pretty excited. So, because this is a limited time collector's edition t-shirt, and the profits are going towards the next shirt and series, please, you know, help us out. It's not like we're making money off of this. It's just for the t-shirts. So, reserve your shirts today, and of course, expect yours in the mail very, very soon. Woohoo! What next, Phil? Very exciting. It is. It's very exciting. I was asked today what size I want, and I'm 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 psyched. I can't wait to see it. 
The art for them is so. No, good, I don't need guys. to just get it over my head, Alex. <laughs> Audience, it... if you have not yet checked out the artwork, that SD, it's it's unbelievable what he's doing with these unseen mechs. Please, 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 please support this project so he gets finished. Can you imagine opening the box set 15 years ago, 20 years ago? And having those as your cardboard cutouts or like plastic or pewter models. Mm. Can you imagine? <laughs> there would be a lot more people playing the tabletop if that were the case. <laughs> I know that's sort of, you know, you don't judge a book by its cover, but it does help, you know, if she's got a pretty face. I mean, um, you know. All right, guys, moving on to Mech of the Week, Lock and Load. And now, this week's Mech of the Week. You guys voted, and you decided, and it was actually a pretty tight race, I think. I think uh, Alex and, and, and our Adam Mr. tried Boo. cheating. Oh, was Adam cheating? Or yeah, trying he, to, no, he tried to no, get what? some friends. That, that's not cheating, it was perfectly legit. Okay, it's true enough, but yeah, it was him. He was trying to get something other than the good, piece of the good mech picked. A piece of admin purse is perfectly legitimate. <laughs> ah. So, it was a tight race between the Uzeal, which a lot of you would know from MechWare for the cover art and the design that they created. Duncan and Fisher's favorite mech. There you go. And then the Battlemaster. And luckily, the Battlemaster won out which I'm pretty excited to talk about. And it's the week that Darren's not here, which is what he's wanted a lot. I know, right? I mean, it is what it is. So to give some history about the Battlemaster, first off, uh, it's an assault mech. It is a whopping 85 tons. It's got no jump jets, a max speed of 64.8 kilometers per hour. And then this is where it gets interesting. It's arsenal. It's got one PPC, six, yes, that's six medium lasers, two machine guns for those pesky infantry, and an SRM-6 to just plug the hole where the lasers burn through. That is a pretty lethal combination. Granted, it's no AC-20, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty much energy dependent on the majority of its weapons. So, have any of you guys used this in the tabletop? Chirp, chirp, chirp. I'm, I'm assuming not, Greg. I've used it on in, I've uh, used it on Mega Mech, and it tends to get blown up pretty quick. Honestly, no, I, I haven't even considered it. Frankly, the Battlemaster to me was always uh, like a cool thing to see in the actual books, but in terms of fielding it, I was just never interested. Well, the audience seems to seem to have played it. Well, I guess it's the. It goes well, back wait, wait, to... wait, Phil. Just, just quick, before you get into that, I just want to give because Darren's not here, so I'm, I'm supposed to give some kind of feedback. I had asked a question on the on the uh, website. It's like, why, why does all this art of the Battlemaster look like it either is holding a cigarette or it's got a limp wrist? I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's not what I expected. Uh, so that that's all my input. There you go, Phil. It's off to you. Well, as far as the mech itself, it isn't heavily armored compared to other assaults out there 
Uh, it is pretty fast though when you compare it to the Atlas and some of the other um, assaults of that time frame. I think one of the things you just hinted on, Greg, was it doesn't um, it doesn't really stand out. Um, doesn't have any advanced technology. So when you compare a lot of the uh, grounded, uh, you know, unseen mechs and some of the earlier versions compared to some of the newer Tech Twos, they sort of get phased out and they'll get destroyed really quick. So this design, when you look at some of its other variants, some of the, the upgraded ones, you know, right before the clan invasion and you know, post clan invasion. You know, it starts to get upgraded kits, refit kits, and it starts to get updated as far as all that. And then the mechs, in general, these some older designs sort of get an overall. But the one thing I always loved about it was in some of the earlier novels that it is, you know, one of those iconic things that you read about in the, the in the novels. It may not necessarily be one of the mechs you choose in the board game because maybe there's something else that visually strikes your, you know, your pleasure compared to this this thing but um it's it's designed with your pleasure in mind <laughs> oh the, my the bulbous cockpit um and let's talk about all that, that ribbing <laughs> on the outside of the whole thing look at that thing it's like all ribbed and it's kind of scary if you rub that up against yourself you could you know basically file off a uh, your heel warts or whatever well anyway go on phil i'll shut up let, let's let's talk about uh, the aesthetics real quick now it's not the only design uh, I can think of that has it carrying a gun-like. You've got the Phoenix Hawk. You've got the Shadow Hawk. You've got the uh, Wolverine. I mean, you've got. I mean, you've got a lot of these designs that I don't know really what the original artist was thinking. But and then on top of that, you've got this gigantic cockpit canopy that just has shoot me all over like can you imagine this in a, a that size of a cockpit in a mech game i mean you wouldn't even really have to aim you just headshots are us yeah. i like you... the gun it actually looks nice on this model most of the gun carrying mechs are kind of fall flat for me but i actually like how they do it with this one but the cockpit is super dumb <laughs> like it takes up most of the center torso by the look of it it's interesting. Someone's pointing out that uh, some of the books uh, talk about using the Battlemaster as a battering ram. Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> now, some notable pilots of the Battlemaster is the both both Hans Davion and Takashi Kuride favor the Battlemaster as their mech of choice. We also have Nakani Hazen used a custom modified Royal. 1G Battlemaster during raids of the Red Corsair. Some of you guys are familiar with that. And of course, the Wayne Waco of the commander of the Waco Rangers piloted Battlemaster through his career during his final duel with Jamie Wolf. And of course, if you're having a duel with Jamie Wolf, it's probably not going to go too well. Yeah, I think the main reason that I never picked it was because of the heat problems. Six and medium lasers, a PPC, and standard heat sinks is like, ooh, sauna. Yeah, and that's one thing that I don't really know. I'd have to look up is the amount of heat sinks it does have compared to, well, can I fire the PPC every once? Is it literally one of those designs where I'm firing the PPC until I get to mid-range and then I never fire it again because the heat? So, I don't know. But 
definitely uh, infantry would be fleeing in a screaming agony of death because machine guns in the tabletop are really effective against infantry. So, but that was the battle master. Thank you for voting. And I have a feeling the Uziel is going to be coming up soon. That's all right. Nah, we can just keep knocking it on its ass just to piss off at him. Oh, this is interesting. I'm looking at the custom variants of the Sarner.net. The Waco Ranger variant? Or Wacko's Rangers? <laughs> Wacko. How you wanna... Depending which side of that conflict you're on. He dropped five heat sinks, a machine gun, and an SRM-6 and replaced them with seven Streak 2s. The streaks are the ones that are, are guided? Yeah, they either... Well, in the tabletop game, you would roll, and if you didn't hit, they wouldn't fire. You wouldn't expend the ammo, you wouldn't expend the heat. Hmm. Interesting. And if they did hit, they all hit. SRMs are sort of like fire and forget. Um, so, if they hit their target, cool. If not, they just explode and whatever they hit afterwards. Whereas streaks, that was the whole point, is uh, guided... Uh, basically short-range missiles so yeah i think there's a big difference between a missile and a rocket and some of those srm things seem more like rockets they they do go and and you know they're not guided i think when people think missile they think it's gonna hit what it's targeted at well i mean i think missile sounds way cooler than rocket and that's that's possibly a reason behind it too they could just well, call they did them, eventually you know, have pickles. rockets in Battletech. Yeah, they, I don't know I what mean, they did. I just remember that it existed. I mean, MRMs, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where things evolve. But we're going to be moving on to community questions. And our first question is from Fistchip. <laughs> Great name, by the way. And he asks, or states, I know us non-live podcast listeners are two casts behind now. And so maybe it's been brought up in 39 or 40. But what's the word on the art and fiction contest? Even a, th- a bone thrown at us like you did a few um, contests ago. Well, now that we got the t-shirts, I'll be going on our website and posting the entries we had at the time. So for those who did submit an entry, we have not forgotten you. I've actually saved all of your guys' entries on my computer, so we get those. So Is that so you can compare the, the stuff that people sent in to the awesome art that, the, that our guy's doing? <laughs> no. So what we're going to do is oh, good. there's there's two different contests. There was the art and fiction, or there was the fiction and art contest. So for the fiction, what we'll do is we'll post up their stories, and then we'll put up a poll, and the community gets to vote which one was better. Same thing for the artwork. We'll post the artwork, and then you guys get to vote. And then obviously with, you know, more coming in the future a little bit organized that the whole reason it sort of fell off the wayside too is uh, our guy who's handling that harvey he's disappeared we haven't seen him haven't talked to him he hasn't answered emails nothing so we hope he's all right so yeah so we sort of had to jump through some hoops and get things adjusted so we don't want it to fall you know fall out there and never happen so it will happen within the next week so just to let you know We've got Elemental Specialist, and he asks, when the new heavy battle armor gets released, and I'm assuming he's talking about Living Legends, will it be something you buy? Uh, does it get built in the hangar? Or how does that work? You know, do you respawn? Because currently how MWL is, is when you start in the game, you're in a battle armor suit. From my understanding, Specialist, he's 
they're gonna do it where when you're in a mech, you're actually a like uh, very very light uh, power armor. You're, it's not like you're in BA, but then you can actually get in these BA suits. So as far as I know, that's true. That's how they're gonna do it. So it'll no longer be where uh, you're taking down a mech and it's almost about to die and the pilot ejects and then it kills you with his battle armor suit because, you know, they're a little OP. That's not going to happen anymore. So, very, very cool. Dicks. Yes. Tell how it is. Stop taking out and shot. Every battle armor. All right. Timber John asks, what are your thoughts on implementing a balanced repair system? Should winnings from a one game cover repairs for your mech? Cover repairs for certain chassis by priority, meaning internal damage first and external armor, something like this. I'm assuming, Timber, you're talking about MWO. I don't think it's going to be anywhere that, um, uh, should I say, that that advanced. I think it's going to be rather simple, actually. I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, just from the videos we've seen of the mech bay and stuff it looks like they're it's it's just a simple sort of repair button am i correct i think it's going to be kind of similar to all the tanks where you just click the repair button and then it's done in a matter of seconds i mean do you like do you guys like that though i mean for for Um, i would like it i would like it to be more like it's out of commission for like a a period of time while it gets repaired and then it's back like maybe not like you know like people saying before like a couple of hours maybe like a couple of games and then it's back in mission so you're saying that you don't want an overly complicated repair system but because that maybe doesn't go with the, mm. the game type to define overly complicated like i wouldn't mind being able to repair single items on my mech like you know say like say i've taken a lot of damage to one side of my mech but not to the other side i don't want to have to pay to repair the whole thing I just want to repair like set bits of it like the left leg hmm well the way i look at it is what, what is the focus of the game? Is the focus of the game to get you in a mech, get you in to play, have fun, get you out, and get you back into that scenario as closely as possible? It may be one of those things where, you know, that's sort of what they're going for, and we may not see something as fancy. Now, World of Tanks did something to where when you played Planetary, or the clan system, you know, the, for you know, Conquest, I, I'm pretty sure they went the route of, or tried it for a little bit, that if you took a tank and it got destroyed, that tank was out of commission for for a period of time. Now, I don't think 24 hours would be even plausible, but maybe something like a game or two, that way you can take it on the next match against the same people. I mean, I think that's actually a pretty good idea. Greg, do you have any input on that? I do not. You're a useless host, Greg. <laughs> now, how does... <laughs> Just say Just say How does the League of Legends handle, I mean, from... By the way, great game. You guys sort of got me into it. I've been playing it on my own. The your champion and stuff. I mean, there you die constantly. League of Legends, dude. Yeah. If you're during the match and you die, there's like a scaling timer at the lower levels. You respawn faster. Higher levels it takes longer, like over a minute. And then between rounds, there's there's nothing. You just pick. You can pick the same champ. You can pick a different champ. As far as MWO. I don't see any reason to have a complicated, you know, repair system. I would like it to be significant, but it should be as simple as pressing a button. I mean, you know, I even, can either even repair Eve. this thing or I cannot repair this thing, or I can repair it like halfway or not halfway. And if I win a match, 
like as a player, I feel like I should be able to repair my mech completely, and then and then some, so I have something for the next time. If I lose, maybe not. But who knows? You know, that's a bit of a grayer question. Like, if you lose, should you be able to completely repair, not completely repair, have a little bit extra, not have a little bit extra? Would it depend on how effed up your mech got during the fight? Well, I mean, look at Eve. Look how advanced Eve is. And it's got a pretty simple repair scheme. I mean, w I don't think the goal should be on making everyone go in there and individually click on the, the right arm or left arm and, oh, i got to repair this, repair well, that. Oh, oh, God, no. Oh, hold on, hold on. But you say that you know, Eve's got a fairly simplistic repair system, but it also has, like, you know, if you lose something, it's lost forever. So, you know, your repair system has to compensate for that so that you can straight away get back in your ship and off you go. This isn't going to be like that. You know, you're always going to have your mech. You're never going to not be able to. Well, and I never... and I agree. That's why I think maybe. I mean, look at World of Tanks. You have multiple tanks. I mean, I'm assuming in MWO we're going to have multiple different battle mechs. And I personally would have no problem with maybe your mech being out of action for you know a round or two. You know, but that's really depending on the context. Are we talking about just sort of uh, you know open play? you know where you're just trying to make some sea bills or you're talking about uh, planetary you know there's a lot of like i would say what ifs in there and we just don't know i just i would say the focus shouldn't be on subjecting the player to have to go in there and have to click and i mean that's really i mean can you imagine having say it takes two minutes to do each time out of a year of playing you've wasted a lot of your life that you can never get back and i'd be a little bit perturbed about that so, I don't know. It's a good question, Timber John. Good question. You see wasted, I see invested. Sure. <laughs> Our next question is Helvetica, and he says, uh, I've played mech games for a long time, but never been in the tabletop, despite playing other tabletop systems. I've been thinking on the way the mechs have evolved and why mines are never deployed against them. It seems a very sensible, cheap, and efficient way to deal with mechs. Even as a deployable countermeasure on mechs to stop from being followed, has the fluff cannon ever talked about using mines? This is actually a really good question. Very thoughtful. I'm going to go to you guys. Have What are your thoughts on it? Have you read about this in any of the novels? I haven't read any of the novels, so no. I know, you don't count. I'm, I'm you talking, haven't read okay. any of the novels, Alan? I read the first Great, great F Legion ones, and then I really didn't like the story. I'm a terrible Battletech fan, but I really don't oh like Battletech. Well, Shit. Greg. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Alex, you are something. I've been trying to read the novels, but I, I've been having to work. Uh, I'm still trying to get through the, the one I have, Bill. I mean, you, you got, you've got the people that would be benefit the most from this conversation, not here. Well, I will say... They do actually have them in the novels, and they're actually used quite extensively. Um, yeah, like every other one, it seems. Yeah, and I think one of the things with it is there's just been no game that, uh, that actually like, took that on. Mech Commander actually had mines, um, which could actually be pretty deadly, but sometimes they were easily avoidable. You had um, different you types of mines. you weren't using them enough, Phil. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. There's this, oh, the there's this one layer, mission. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's this one mission. I literally would like. How I mean, like I laid this like mile stretch 
and pretty much I completed the mission and I never had to do anything. Send in my like one little light mech to go finish off a Timberwolf that's been like dragging his leg and is about to die. But actually, the t uh, the novels use extensively mines, and there's actually mines in the tabletop as well. There's other types of munitions um, ba battle mechs carry cluster LRMs. There's mine LRMs as well, where they'll shoot out and you know it's just one of those quick deployable things. They can cover a certain area, uh, you know, maybe an area of advance. Some enemies that come in that could possibly come from the left or right or whatever. They'll cover those areas, saturate them, sort of leave them. Um, but <laughs> I, I remember specifically the uh, mechs stepping on landmines and basically, what does it sound like? I mean, you step on a mine, it's going to blow your leg off. And that's, that's actually what happened many times. All right, our next question is, arms like noodles. I'm not going to mess that one up. Well, except for last week, I definitely messed that one up. What happened to the to the older podcast? You can only see 38, and he's asking what happened to 39 and 40. Well, we talked about this earlier in the show. Because of the, the ongoings in real life, uh, we actually got two shows behind, but that's being fixed this week. So we should be back on schedule or just being a week behind. And that being said, well, talk about that later. Um, but yeah, so we're hoping to only be on our normal schedule of every week uh, it comes out. So we're not two. So. And if you are drinking for the show, stop playing with your unit. It won't get any bigger. You never know. If you, if you, you know, ask nicely, it might. All right. Stingray. Welcome back. We always get questions from me. He said, thanks for all the Battletech and MechWare discussions. But with all the mech talk, we tend to forget about other areas of Battletech universe. As the board games, aerospace and battle space, and you got a ton of other stuff. Does any of the NGNG crew have any experience with either of these two entities? And yes, I do. Greg? I do as well. Yay! Um... Primarily aerospace, not so much battle. Or, uh, oh, boo. Battle space, the more strategic level one. I never tried that. The aerotech. No, no, no. There's uh, there was battle tech, and then there was oh, what the hell? Yeah, Aer there's aerotech. There's uh. Battle space, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, aerotech is the one I have a little more experience with, and also incorporating aerospace fighters into battle tech games. So basically, all of the Battletech-related games basically have a uh, sort of an introductory rule set to where, let's say, the introductory box set for Battletech. You know, um, it's got your basic mechs, this is how you, you know, move, fire, and blah, blah, blah. Well, battles in Battletech can get quite large, and so some of these scale upwards, and then you get into the Forge, you know, series. And I'm actually going to pull up some of the the ones I have. Oh, okay. Which I have all uh, of them. For a second, I thought you said you were going to pull out something. Okay, never mind. Go back to what I was what you were talking about. Well, anyways, like I was talking about, there's other um, <laughs> there's, there's other uh, rule books and uh, that get into the larger combat schemes of BattleTech um, that incorporate not only the battle mechs. But also, you would have to coordinate the drop ships. You'd have to coordinate the aero, you know, aerospace fighters, your jump ships, and stuff like that. And then you've got the the aerotech and battle space too. I've never actually played battle space, but really, I would actually, yeah, really, have you? 
No, not at all. Okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> God, I'm gonna kill Darren. Anyway, onward, Phil. No, uh, we have a question out in the audience, and it's Vincent, and he asks, "Is there a Mega Mech for Battle Space?" Uh, there's actually Vincent, not. Vincent, what about the other guy that made a big, huge, typed-out post? Come on! I don't, I don't see him. That was, that was too long to read. Oh, brother! Seriously, if it goes bunch over of, one line of text, babies. I don't need it. Shut up! Shut! Shut! I'm gonna read it. Here it is. Listen. Okay. This is from Sergeant Purgatory. Why hasn't PGI looked at the MechWarrior 3, MechWarrior 4 communities and seen the map-building communities and leagues developed by the community and taken steps to benefit from that? If they would put out a robust map-builder, not only would the community develop tons of maps, they would put private matches to begin with, and the community would have built them. Community Warfare for free! MechWarrior Leagues, VL, MBT, just name a few. There are way more people now than 10 years ago who'd be Get doing back. this if we had the tools all for free. There. Done. Thank you for reading that, George. To comment on that, um, we don't know if they're not going to have it. I mean, I, I don't. That's sort of a very at them sort of approach. Like, ah, why haven't you done this? I mean, they're they're. In beta I certainly wouldn't expect them to do it during a beta period. Yeah. For the very reason that they need to like be able to test things, so they'll have one map or one or a couple maps that everybody's using. That makes perfect sense to me, but who's to say they're not going to throw it out to the community after release? And they may never. I mean, that's, that's, I don't know. I mean, um, we've talked about this, the community warfare. I mean, the main reasons why we had these different leagues, MBT, ODL, all those, was because Microsoft didn't, didn't give those things back in those days you know all we had was the zone and those matches and we had to create our own sort of Battletech universe um so I don't know I don't know I mean with the incorporation of planetary and basically having possibly all that inside the game um I don't know if they'll have any have any tools for tools <laughs> oh wait that's well, unit Look at it this way. For those that don't know, basically what they would have to do is they would have to create their own um, system, a map editor. I mean, someone would actually have to go in there and create all that. I mean, if any of you have messed with, you know, Cry 2 or the SDK, you know, for Cry 3 as well, you actually have to go in there and you have to know what you're doing. It's not like this simple, easy overlay sort of thing like Mech Commander, uh, Mech Commander had or anything like that. I mean... You know, so unless that said, some people might have that knowledge in the community, and yeah, which is true. Yeah. And in that case, you should probably go work for them. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what you want to do? Don't you want to do like that sort of thing? Uh, no, not Max. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I'm more. Oh, interested... you want to do something glorious? I forgot. No, I'm I'm in, interested more in the the management development uh, producing sort of. Okay, management doesn't do anything. Okay, so I can, okay, never mind. You're better right now, so <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna take your advice. Um, and our last question we have is from Stephen Johnson, and he says, "I have a community question, uh, and this has actually been asked before. For someone looking to learn the lore and fluff, what novel is a good start?" The first well, one for fuck <laughs> Well, Stephen, I'm gonna have to agree with the angry scotsman i honestly believe that you should start from the beginning um 
I wouldn't tell you to jump right into the blood of Kerensky, like some of these people out in the audience, uh, because I feel like you need to know Battletech. And yeah, the fourth to... succession war has, is an integral part of enjoying the Kerensky trilogy, because without it, there's a whole lot of tension between characters that doesn't exist. And you're like, and... well, what? What, is, what does he mean by that? I, I don't... Oh, they're all mad and now they're working together. Okay, move on. But no, well, you... you understand why they're all mad at each other and you have an emotional investment in all the conflicts. It makes it a little more interesting to see how those characters interact with each other. Yeah, so I'm not going to go off and tell you to go crazy. That being said... If you no, off. wait. You know what, Stephen Johnson? Get out there and buy the Far Country. That's the first book you should buy. You know what, George? <laughs> I will mute you. Go up, I'll go right ahead. Just <laughs> moving back to the smoke tiger room. Tra la 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 la. No, I love the birds. The bird warriors right. will rule. I would start at the first book of the Twilight of the Clan series. <laughs> yeah, no, right. Actually, just start at the very end. Skip the whole battle tech book. Just go read to, it backwards. Go to Dark be Age. Tech, be a technical readout reader. Just read that. That's good yeah. enough. Go pick up all the Dark Age books. That's battle. Oh tech. yeah, those are awesome. This guy is <laughs> never gonna listen to our podcast again. No, but for real, uh, <laughs> for real, Stephen, try out the Great Death Legion. I think uh, you'll find a very, very enjoyable experience reading those, and it'll be a good basis from going on. And if you'd need more help selecting. Just give us uh, an email at seanlang at nogutsnogags.net. I can get you a list of those books. All right. Moving on to live studio audience questions. Do we have any Woo-hoo. audience questions right now? They're, they're, they're coming out of the freaking woodwork, Phil. Well, let's uh, see. Well, There's a countdown happening in 30 it's seconds. My, it's not my job. You, you just said they were everywhere, George. Well, I've been reading the chat screen. Oh, because because uh, I can't pay attention I'm, to what you're doing. I'm still I'm still waiting on those questions. They're yet to appear. Oh, I got to go back like a half an hour. Old. No, no, it's ones right now. Son of a biscuit! All right, Jeez, we got a question. Guys. We got a question. Anders, go ahead and unmute your mic. And yes, Anders, that would be a good question. I don't know. Make sure you unmute your mic. It's unmuted. You can see it on the screen. Well, not on his end. Maybe it says, "Hold up." Oh, he's being held up. Someone's robbing him. Hold on. This always happens. Somebody dial nine one one. Yeah, yeah. Fight back. It's it's okay. I mean, if you die, at least you died fighting, right? That's one way of looking at it, I guess. <laughs> While we How about on... this? That's better. Sorry. There we go. Hey, what's up? Sweet. Baby? Hey. Hey guys. So, what are your thoughts on uh, Community Warfare, and what would you like to see included in uh, Community Warfare when it's released? Are we talking about MWO? Oh, I apologize, in MWO. Okay. Um, we've actually Jesus talked about this. You know what, You know what, George? I have, what? To, I no. have to be... I have to clarify, because I don't want to take You are correct, sir. You have to be clear. Misinterpret. You, clarify. you were right. I apologize for my horrendous error. Is that, is that one of the problems you have right now with your clients? They're not clear? No. Problems I have with my clients is a bunch of dickheads. Anyway, I, I apologize. Let me just answer uh, Anders' question, please. <laughs> Anders, uh, we've actually talked about this a few times, but I would like to see something a little bit more involved. Um, obviously, with game model they're going, where you know you do drops and stuff like that. Um, I'd like to see something very along the lines of how World of Tanks does it, where you know that you're going to have battles. 
at least you know 12 hours ahead of time so you can plan um multi-stage battles i think would be really cool to where if we have a planet that's in contention and we're the defenders it shouldn't be decided over one you know battle but they've clearly stated that's how it's going to be at the very beginning obviously you know for them to get it out there they have to have just a basis a, a you know a structure but i'd like to see multi-stage battles and then being able to hire people i mean imagine just non-stop warfare on all fronts and you have to you know defend your 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 planets being able to hire mercs you know factions hire you know i think that'd be really cool greg what about you I would like to see um, definitely multi-stage battles. I'd also like to see persistent and distinct maps. So like every planet doesn't have the exact same city map, but on your planet, the city map's the same thing over and over. But I think that would really give a unique edge to sort of the home field advantage kind of thing that hasn't really been seen in a lot of games. Gotcha. What about you, uh, Alex? I wanted to do everything all the things and uh, no I think like you should be able to hire mercenaries and all that sort of stuff and uh, I, th- I think I think the community warfare should be more almost like Eve like pretty much Eve zero zero space that's what I want to see without so you're running... structure grinds well you got so without the... yeah it's going to be structure grinds but you're going to be grinding against our team of you know players so you got to defeat their team and I would or definitely maybe. love to see logistics be a thing. Like, you have to make sure that you have enough provisions to last out a siege. You have to make sure that you have enough spare mechs if you want to come in with an attacker. You can't just roll in there with, you know, one lance of mechs and expect to steamroll everything. Thane, as a wielder, the goons doesn't work because uh, you're set with the amount of people that can drop with you. So as long as you've got people to drop alongside you against them, you're sorted. You're fine. So, uh, George, you know, you are going to be playing this game. I mean, do you have any, you know, things at heart you'd like to see in the, the community warfare? Wait a minute. What, what makes you think I'm going to be playing this game anytime no, soon? No, you, you, will, you, will, you will be playing. Well, you I'd like to. Be. I'd like to. And, and honestly, this one in tactics looks interesting. But <laughs> I am so not prepared for that question. It's all right, but Anders, I think I think there's a lot to uh, go into community warfare. I think it, it's not just battles. I think there should be more. Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, the metagaming aspect. They can pretty much go as far and in depth as they want. Realistically, I don't think we'll have. Uh, anything is as advanced as what we want right off the bat and, and they've stated that so I'm okay with knowing that the the planetary system will evolve into what the community wants but that being said I would like some some in-depth um, planetary I okay, think the more yes. interesting question is Phil how long would you be willing to wait for that depth to be coming in after release like, will you just be playing MWO for a year, two years? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. You? They, they have stated that it's not going to be going into um, game right off the bat. Like when, you know, the game launches, Planetary is not going to be there. Now, this is a little bit of a concern for me. is Because how long will just, you know, I would almost say just drops 
whether you're chopping with your friends or your groups or whatever, but just no planetary league. Without any planetary league, how long will drops get us? And depending on how long that delay is, I think it'd be really crucial on how many people who maybe don't have as much ties to battle tech and mechware like we do who will stick around. But for maybe those players and audience, uh, you know, who, oh, well, it's a free-to-play game. I'll give it a try. You know, it looks really cool. Oh, damn, you know, it's been like three months. It's been six months, you know. I'm, I'm really interested to find out how quickly we'll be able to roll into some form of planetary because I feel like that's, that's a key thing, man. Community will hold you into a game for years if it's a really strong community and uh, being able to work together as a group to to affect things and if you can't really do that if it's just play 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 and there's no working towards goals i don't know okay uh, in from, from what i've seen and i'll just give this from my own you know lazy ass uh, perspective i think you need I think you need to have a mix of both this this large community warfare, which I get, and people would really dig that sort of thing. But you also need to to try to uh, make a game for the people who want to do a simple drop in and play kind of thing. Um, now perhaps you've already mentioned this, Phil. I'm sorry, I've been having trouble paying attention because <laughs> I'm interacting with people on the chat thing. But anyway, it, it, it's just from. I mean, I'm sort of, I'm, I straddle the fence on both things. I understand the whole desire and, and appeal of community warfare, but I also really get the whole much more casual aspects of it, and I, I, I don't see why they couldn't have both. Now, perhaps you could do it as community warfare, but then for the people who want to ju- do something more casual, you know, quick, thr- quick and dirty, maybe that would be a good place for the Solaris-type uh, uh, stuff. Well... George, let me clarify. What we're talking about is specifically the planetary, which would involve your organized groups. Um, yes. I, I think it, uh, MWO is going to offer the normal just you get in, you click, you know, launch or go or whatever, and you drop right into a match and you play and you fight and blah, blah, blah. That That's going to be offered. Um, we're talking specifically about the organized planetary. We're not talking about you're just... You know, you just hop on, you want to blow stuff up, or maybe you're just a little. No, I understand you're talking about that, but I'm saying I think it's important for both types of gameplay to be uh, considered. Oh well, yeah, the, most definitely. Because your majority are going gameplay. It was never a question. Like, of, of course they were going to have that. The unique promise of MWO was that they were going to have this large community warfare aspect. I thought when I first heard about yeah. it, that's the first thing that. I heard basically. Yeah, they'll have the casual, and actually, I think more emphasis should be put on the casual gamer because the majority of your people who are going to play World of Tanks, MechWare Online, League of Legends, not all of them are going to be your hardcore. I want to be in a clan, you know, a merc group. I want to, you know, fight in these these you know high end battles. I just want to hop in, blow stuff up, and I want to be able to enjoy myself that being said is i think it'll translate over really well and i'm actually looking forward to it so anders i that that was a good question i appreciate that and okay, of course I got one i got one more question from the community phil i'm i'm sorry i thought you were jumping to the next thing. no 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 who, who is it uh it's a guy it's jack corbin um but right. he typed it out for me basically he he's wondering if 
if you guys think it would be a good idea if somehow we tried to take some of the redesigns that Short Painter has done, you know, because he's got more than, you know, than the, the, the one that's on the t-shirt, of course, he's got quite a few. If we tried to get, uh, you know, uh, PGI to look at them seriously and uh, try to get them in there, basically it's like getting some of the unseen reseen, which I know is a big deal to a lot of people. But I will. I also. I also can see the the mountainous amount of obstacles that would be in the way. I will say this. I have a very very strong feeling, and I say this again. I have a very very strong feeling. Feeling that yeah, okay. You're the feeling your un- unit. I get it. The unseens will not make an appearance right off the bat. No, of course not. Hell no. But and as far as. The designs of the unseen. Really taking a risk there, Phil. I know, right? <laughs> Way to go, Phil. I can't say any more of that. What do you want from me? Okay, but I, 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 they won't be making an appearance right off the bat. Now, whether or not the mech with just the name, whether it looks like some of the original art or revised or anything like that, I have no idea. But I do know, I do know from the horse's mouth that. Uh, I can't give my source, but I can tell you it's valid. That Mr. Ed? We, yeah, we won't see the unseens right off the bat. Because you got to think, man. The unseens in general are just a handful of mechs. You go to Sarna, there's literally hundreds of designs that, that, to be honest, and like I've said in the past, they're not unique, and they could be made unique. So I want to see that. Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you, Thank uh, you, Maxwell. I do have feelings. Um, yeah, I'm not this cold-hearted. Yeah. And okay, Mr. Warmth and Fuzzy, go on to the next we, we had, No, we had one more question, Vincent. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Vincent Vasquez. Go ahead. Oh, screw him. Never mind him. Oh. <clears throat> what's, up, what's up, Vincent? Uh, it's, a, it's a two-parter. The first part is uh, all that uh, you guys are talking about with Community Warfare. If you were seeing something like that implemented as far as using kind of obviously the, the one that's probably the most prolific for a player-based economy is eve um what would you imagine you know in that going in that direction for a player-based economy how could it be done and what would work uh or what could work and then the second part of that question is what is george's drink of choice oh. okay so I think we can't really compare EVE to MWO and what the community warfare is. I think we have to think outside the box because if we're a Merc group and we're hired by such and such individual or faction or whatever, and maybe there's a bidding process, it comes down to who we are as a group. And it actually comes to something that Greg talks a lot about in Noir. It's efficiency-based warfare and combat. If I can prove that my Merc group's better then you should come to me. But that being said, how do how do they implement that in game? Why would they come to me to say, hey, you know what? Your aces group, uh, you guys have done really awesome. I want you guys to be focusing on this, you know, this group and attacking this group and doing all these things. Well, they have to come in there and design a system to allow those those type of things to happen. I don't think we'll have anything like Community Warfare that EVE has. I mean, it's a totally different game. I mean, you're talking about like a sandbox. This isn't a sandbox. So, you know, off the top of my head, I don't have anything that can, you know, give them ideas or give you guys ideas. But 
they're going to have to do something really unique. You know, hopefully it's a little bit more in depth than just a voting process for who gets what contract and stuff. So, George, you want to answer the second question? What's my drink of choice? Oh. <laughs> That's a very complicated question. I'll just say I, I, I used to really enjoy uh, single. Used to really enjoy single malt scotch, and right now I wouldn't mind a whole bottle of it. But uh, yeah, that that was what I used to like, and and some really good micro craft brews. Those were good too. Oh God, I miss that. Anyway, <laughs> there's your answer. Have a nice night. <laughs> All right, we do have to move on. Appreciate the the questions. And hopefully, uh, with those questions about community warfare, we'll find out more, uh, you know, soon, hopefully, you know, as we get clo- closer to possibly an open beta and uh, then full launch. But we've got a few things that have gone on. Not not a terribly busy week as far as the games we've been covering, but we've got the screenshot 14 for MechWarrior 9. And this is actually sort of cool. It's definitely a... Um, I think it allows you to see the Founders Atlas. I think that's what that one is. And uh, it looks pretty cool. I mean, aesthetically, I think it looks cool. I mean, what are you guys' take on it? I thought it looked really pretty damn good myself, but... Um, uh, wait a minute. Are we talking about the catapult? I'm sorry. No, we're really talking about... Yes, yeah. it is. Oh, never yes, mind. Never mind. Never mind. Defenders Atlas. Yes. Yeah. It just, just, just edit me out. I don't know. I haven't really seen. Uh, I don't have a clear mental picture of how it dif- of how it's different from the regular one, but it looks cool. It's blue. <laughs> it's pretty it's much blue. the only difference. Right. It's pretty much the only difference. Well, I, I think like it's more to it than that. I, I think like the just... skull head thing they got going on there. Yeah, it's got a different sort of aesthetic appeal to it, so very, very cool. Couldn't you put a big jack-o'-lantern head on it instead just to do something different? Come on. For Halloween or something. Okay, I'll shut up. You alright, Tim? I'm just doing what I was told to do. I'm really concerned right now, guys. He's really off. off Yeah, he's... George is normally like this. I'm gonna get... I'm gonna make sure your wife's watching you today. All right, we're moving on to Ask the Devs 13 and the answers. And there's actually a few questions on here that I think are pertinent to the conversation. One of those being, uh, will a Cicada be able to turn its torso design-wise? Uh, it doesn't have the features, and it was implemented in MechWarrior 2 Mercenaries. Uh, it says yes. There's n- pretty much no reason not to have the Cicada be able to torso twist, and that's from Garth. And I think that's sort of a standard. I mean, you have to have that. You can't go back to that old mentality uh, another question is whether or not your main vision in mind is to balance on what's practical low skill or what's capable high skill in terms of balance um, and I guess that was a question it was more like a it's more like a statement uh, the basic idea is a high ceiling low floor solution where the game isn't balanced in a way that new players get annihilated no matter what nor is it entirely devoid of skill um, and he says, I really wish I could be more specific, but it's sort of tough to put in words. Another question is, me and a few people in the group I play were curious if there will be any plans down the road after the game launches to offer name change services through fees or some other method. Nothing solid right now. They'll talk about it uh, later, and they're talking about it internally. Not too really concerned about that. This is actually something that 
uh, it'll be interesting to see on their different maps is the effects of possibly the environment and uh, some other things like physics but will we see different gravitational pull on different planets example planets with low gravity high gravity if so how will the tonnage work then and the reason why i think this is really cool is for all those who did play mech warrior 2 remember being on like the asteroids and stuff yeah so you could literally like <laughs> it was hilarious I remember uh, mentioning that a couple, like a week or two ago. I was saying it would be great to have that zero gravity. Remember you guys were talking about different maps or different type of environments? I, see? I'm paying attention right now. Yeah. And Zero says, might be a bit much, but I like a light graph. So you could have well, like, yes, jump jet max just like zooming all over the place. He basically said, I was just, I can't confirm or deny that, but I can say it's an excellent suggestion. I hope you post all of your just suggestions on the suggestion form. Um, so there you have it. I mean, sort of a roundabouts answer. Yes, it's really cool. It'll just Phil, be I have interesting. a question. Yes. If, if I'm not in the beta testing and I have not signed an NDA, can I talk about the game? Yeah. Yeah? Why? No, because I read things on forums and, you know, people who are playing it. No, George. The man says you can't. Sorry. The man. The man the is man. holding you down. The man. The only man that I pay attention to in this whole group is Darren, and he's not here. Yeah, of Wait, course. Wait, so you don't in... pay attention to me? No, you're not hairy enough. Definitely not I, hairy enough. I pay attention to the one who has the biggest beard, and that is Darren. We've Mama gone Bear. Over this before. Mama Bear does have the biggest beard. Um, That's they, true. They did have a chat. Uh, via IRSC at the MWO forums, I was able to catch the end part of it, and it was with the technical director Matt Craig over at MWO Piranha Games. Uh, very, very cool that they're doing this. Um, you know, obviously they're taking the time out of you know their day to you know go and do these things for the community. Um, it's really cool. I, I, I like the involvement. You know, all I can say is for the forum users and stuff, be positive. This, this game can only go where we want it. So uh, another thing is we got the desktop wallpaper 8. I actually like this. I'm not an Atlas fan, but I think it's a sort of cool take. It's got the Atlas, you know, skull and glowing. And, but don't yeah. you think they're sort of... It's Aren't you just getting sick of the Atlas by now? I mean, it seems like they just keep advertising the Atlas. Do you think that's because they're trying to, to get people... Yeah, I suppose, but... I mean, there's a ton of people who would like to see another mech other than just the the Atlas. I mean, it's just just from what I hear, I mean, it's a cool picture, absolutely. But they just they're not giving us a, any other models or anything else it to look at. It could be it could be this. It could be they've reached as far as their milestone and what their their development process. They may not release anything until they get other things done. So it, it may be that. I mean, that may be a reason why we haven't seen anything, which is sort of a, a shame, you know, because concept art isn't indicative of what's in-game currently, and they've stated that. So maybe they're just waiting to release more images. So I want to see other designs as well, too, George. So yeah, okay. I agree with you. I'm sorry to jump on the, you know, anti rah rah bandwagon but I don't, I don't think I, that's an anti thing that's a that's a gender run question saying you know hey we just want to see some other cool stuff you know okay all right thanks now 
moving on to MechWare Tactics, we've got a ton of screenshots, and if one of you guys will link that for us, um, for August. Every single time we see the screenshots or gameplay, every week we talk about it, I just grow a little bit more giddy and excited inside. I really am looking forward to this. Not only for the just gameplay, but just being able to live the tabletop experience, albeit a little bit different in their own rendition, but bring that to life. I mean, we've all been sitting around playing the tabletop, even hell, even Mega Max, saying, you know what would be really cool is if this stuff was just 3D and we saw all this stuff going on, and then someone took that idea. So, awesome. Oh, we're, we're going to see the awesome again next? Okay. Not catapult, actually. Um, okay, the catapult. What can did we you see something? Can we see? Can we see one that they haven't shown? Well, okay, never mind. What do you What do you want from me? I, I pull it out of my hat. No, 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 no. No. Um, Greg, mommy, mommy, what are... mommy, <laughs> mama, 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 mommy, <laughs> mommy, mama. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. okay, Greg. Sorry. What What is your opinion of the the artwork for the catapult, Greg? Uh... I really like flying debris better. <laughs> okay. What? Is, sorry. Between please justify your it. answer. Don't just say yeah. I liked it better. I'm. You know what? I'm wondering <laughs> what in the world. It's, it's the machine gun things, and it looks too. But those are machine guns. Battletech mech. You, you realize yeah, they're that. not those machine are, guns. I know they're, they're, they're like big That's mouse a... ears. No, they're they're they're. I know they're the teams. missile things, but. What but the bot, the, the bot, the missile launcher should be the box things. Why do you have the yep. box things? I don't, not the I don't know. I and don't it's, know. it looks shiny. It looks like something that might come out of the Yu-Gi-Oh. It's the Matchbox version of the mech. Yeah, it, it's not gritty. It doesn't have that. Uh, if you play with it in your sandbox long enough, it can get me. gritty. None of the designs have that gritty feel. I mean, this is the style. Well, I'm just saying aesthetically. I was wondering what the hell these arms are i'm like what 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 huh like okay i can get it missile tubes maybe but wow talk about left field the design in general i don't think is horrible i mean compared um, to the yagmak though or yagermak like well, you can sort of see all right the weapon systems are, are doing what they're doing the arms are like a little big but maybe that's where the ammo goes okay and it doesn't look super gritty, but it still has a sort of dark-ish aesthetic, and it looks mean. This catapult just looks weird. You just want to take it to the sandbox and play with it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Because it's a little kid's toy? Is that, is that where you're going? Like a Happy Meal toy. <laughs> um, I think flying debris really really went took it the better direction. I'm, I'm not as critical about the design because obviously I've sort of I've already stated that I'm okay with the art direction they went even though it is completely off kilter well well, hold on you can say that Phil but you can also say that maybe they took that direction and either didn't execute it right or took it too far you don't well, have to at, hate the whole on. thing like go I actually to, do like their designs go, more go to the catapult go to the catapult and if you'll notice where it says CPLT-1C1, catapult, to the right, it shows that catapult torso, and it shows the missile p- 
pods completely different. So I'm wondering is if maybe they thought, well, you know what, we'll just show a different variant. And that's not an indicative of what is supposed to be the C1. I don't know because that looks a little bit better, just the missile racks to me, than these you're right it looks like uh rotary auto cannons or you know large machine you know machine guns i I don't know so where are you looking at this alternate variant no just if you look right beside it's just a wireframe picture um of the on the bio and everyone else can take a look at it as well right next to the mechware tactics logo it's Mm -hmm. got this little wireframe notice it doesn't have those gatling gun looking things it looks just like a so I don't know. Maybe uh... my question for the Gatling gun thing would be: What are those pods doing if they're not having missiles in them? Well, someone are just linked in our troops? audience. Well, someone just la- uh, linked in our audience. There is drawings and, and catapult concepts where it has the missiles. So I'm assuming this is just a different model that's been modified. But if you don't know that, someone. It, okay we're Battletech fans and we're still going okay well you know that's a little odd if you're not a Battletech fan and you're like oh okay I guess that's a catapult eh, maybe you should show the correct artwork for this correct mech you're displaying now the Sergeant Purgatory linked the uh, concept drawings I like I like that I like that better than what's on the 3D spin around thing yeah so but not to be critical it's still cool I'm still going to like it. We just I'm trying to, to be critical. <laughs> I know you are. Uh, you also <laughs> have the Catapult 3D turnaround. The link is actually having issues right now. but uh, I tried yeah. not to be critical. You drug me into it, Phil. It's trying to be nice. You made Phil me. is drugging people. I was trying to be like, right. oh, I, I just like the way Flying Free is better. And then Phil keeps pressing me. He keeps pressing me. He's turning me into a bad person. They keep and- dragging me back in. And, of course, we have a dev question, and the devs want to hear back from you. They are literally asking, and this is on the 14th, which is yesterday, and it's, if there was a reoccurring premium account option, what benefits would you like to see included in this offer? Bonus C-bills, XP-bonus, scrap-bonus, post away your answers below. Holy dental, shit. Dental Hold on. health. They are asking you to give feedback on something that normally they just give and that's it so kudos to the development team over at mechware tactics i love it and of course you know go over there register support them and we're gonna move moving on we've got mechware living legends king lear um will be on the show william um hopefully soon he was supposed to be on show last week but uh guess they're busy so no news on mechware tactical command um done that we can tell you yeah i mean i know it's still in development and i've talked to edmund a little bit but uh nothing crazy now this is where the show is going to be a little bit interesting we've recently announced that a new heavy gear game was coming out right i want to point you guys towards something that i discovered about heavy gear and a possible involvement with someone we actually know quite well your girlfriend likes it 
No, dude. Yeah, she likes the heavy stuff, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, if she's into heavy gear, you know, God knows what kind of shit you got hanging from the ceiling at your place. Anyway, I'll shut up. Wanna... That was on right, call so, four. I didn't want to... Wow. George. So, I just linked a uh, article dude. for you guys to go ahead and read. And I want to point your attention to the second paragraph. And I quote, we're very excited to bring heavy gear back to the current generation of gaming fans, said James Taylor, president of Stompy Bot Productions. I'm going to read this again real quick. We're very excited to bring heavy gear back to the current generation of game fans. James Taylor. I know a James Taylor. That James Taylor works at MechTech. Is there a connection? Really? So... Not only does MechTech have a to-be-announced little mecha icon, right? And it's the only really other mecha genre that's out there. I mean, it's none of the... It's not Chrome Hounds. It's not that other horrible one we talked about a while ago. Is this something you know, or is this something you are sort of postulating? Uh, I'm postulating, but James okay. Taylor, so this you don't no, mind making on. an assumption, but the other things that we you want <laughs> well, to have the real information. I, I have, I have, I have a very strong feeling. Look at this, James Taylor, and then you go down. It says Stompy Bot Productions is a St. John-based Canadian digital producer group. Do you know where MechTech is? Oh my God, it's in Canada. St. John-based as well. Just throwing this out there. My God, I bet it, there's not another James Taylor in St. John. James Taylor is a very common name, but is it very common for James Taylor and then the same location? Uh, I don't think so. So, whether you believe it or not, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think MechTech and or the company guys behind MechTech, the developing crew, is going to be coming out and saying they're doing heavy gears. I'm going to throw that out there. Whether you believe me or not, George, whatever. Whatever, dude. You don't have to believe me. Okay, okay fine, man. You know, hey, it's it's St. John's. I get it. You know, fine. It's, But I'm just saying, I think you're hoping more than you know. Or do I know and I'm not hoping? Oh, I'm I hoping. see. And I In other know. news, Your Phil's bean. house ran out of tinfoil the other day. Go to the store and get more. <laughs> nice one. So I just wanted to bring that to your guys' attention. Uh, you know, so I'm just, you know, for all of you people in the audience saying I'm crazy, you know, I don't know. Am I? I don't know. And I would like to thank everyone here, our live studio audience, and of course our uh, our members. Appreciate you being here, George, even though you're sort of not here in ways. More than one. I'm here enough. And of course I would like to thank Darren mama bear for literally helping carry the show he's been doing all of the editing because alex is too lazy no not really he's just busy with real life um and hopefully we'll be able to get things back in order today and within the next uh, few days that being said i did want to talk about something is we would like mgng to go you know bigger we we have some goals we'd like to you know reach and you know that's going to be through uh, the community i mean uh, some of these things are going to take literally our full time 
And so it would be sort of like looking at uh, us doing this as a full-time job. So we're actually going to be, within the next probably month or two, we'll actually be coming out with a proposal to the community uh, via some cool means. And it'll be up to you guys to help uh, support this and hopefully bring maybe a, a small dream for us to be able to do this 24-7 and be able to record a podcast and literally have it out within 24 hours along with video cast and stuff like that so if you if you like the idea of seeing more of like the bombadil show but covering MechWarrior online and mwll and stuff like that you know just uh pay attention when we go live with some of this um awesome information and uh you guys can spread the word anyways I'd like to say thank you to oh hold on who's who's in our live studio audience i just noticed white feather mech tech oh are we being watched mm, i don't know i would tell you white feathers checking to see if you're gonna you know give out secrets next week we're gonna see the bullshit. mech tech numerology theory espoused well I'm not going to say what... Bill has a phrenology head in his house. I'm not going to... I'm not going to... How many names were announced for this heavy gear thing? Four. How many mechs in a lance? Four. Oh, mechs. Mech tech. Ah. Well, I will say... Can you guess what Whitefeather's name is? (laughs) I'm not going to say what I was thinking. Do it. Say it. Say it. You know you want to say it. James Taylor? Hmm. I wonder... So I don't know. We're, we're being watched. So whatever, whatever. I'm 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 spewing well, nonsense, spewing. obviously. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Thank you guys for coming out and listening. Thank you for listening. Um, and of course, I want to give a, a, a last minute shout out to Flying Debris when you're working out and sweating and you're thinking about us and listening to us and our voices. We appreciate you. More Max. <laughs> Alright guys, this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. This is Greg. This is George. I want to give a quick shout out. Happy birthday to Marcosius. He's 40 years old today, and that makes him still younger than me. Happy birthday, dude. And this is Alex. And James tell... Taylor, five. James Taylor, 10 letters. White Feather, 11 letters. 11 minus 10 is 1. One year till release. Oh my god. And until next time, Mech Warriors. Moving on up, moving on up to the side. Oh, never mind.